And people watching YouTube and other people who hack this thing and watch it some other way. I'm Dave Rubin. This is the Rubin Report Direct Message for today, June 14th, 2021. Do me a favor, subscribe to our YouTube channel, tap the notification bell, share our videos, yada, yada, yada. We got a big show for you today. I'm feeling good, had a good weekend, pretty much. I'm pretty much done with the second book. I had my editor here for a couple of days and we went through the manuscript one more time. We got a little bit of finessing we still gotta do over the next couple of weeks. Uh, and then I will announce the title and the pre-sale date. I don't think we're gonna do a pre-sale until right before I go off the grid in July. I think the last thing that I'm gonna do is we'll announce the pre-sale for the new book, which will be out in April, 2022. Uh, my first book came out in April of 2020. It's really like, as I talk about all the time here, like time has stretched and pulled and just been so freaking weird. And the publishing process in general is very, very slow. Uh, but I'm really proud of this thing. And I think it's gonna show you sort of the next step in you know, that book, defended some liberal values, but what do you do in a world that has become so anti-liberal? I lay it out for you and we'll have all sorts of fun bonuses and giveaways and all kinds of stuff on that front. Oh, and uh, this is just sort of uh, hilarious. So my editor, who I've been working with now for like two years, Helen, she's a, she's a great girl over at Penguin Random House. And uh, you know, you can imagine how many Star Wars references she's had to take out, uh, out of both of my manuscripts. Like I think in Don't Burn This Book, we maybe had three Star Wars references, but in my original manuscript and scribblings, it was like, probably had like 10. We're very limiting. I think we're only doing one or two maybe in this book. Um, but she admitted to me on Saturday, she stayed here for a couple days. Uh, she admitted to me on Saturday at about five o'clock that she has never seen Star Wars. My book editor, never seen Star Wars. She wasn't even really understanding my references. So I was like, all right, we're gonna have dinner. Then we're gonna watch Star Wars. We had dinner. We sit down to watch Star Wars. She fell asleep in 15 minutes. Okay, Obi-Wan barely made an appearance. These are the people that I'm working with. Can you believe that? Just unbelievable. All right, guys, we got a big show for you today. I'm in the mood, and oh, and then by the way, uh, I am leaving tomorrow. I'm going to Miami for reasons which need not be mentioned. A lot of good stuff, actually. Locals is moving down to Miami, so we're moving the company down there. I'm interviewing uh, Miami Mayor Francis Suarez, and then I'm doing a couple other podcasts, and there's just so much happening in the tech scene down there. I think we're gonna do a Locals meetup either on Wednesday or Friday, so if you wanna be part of that, join us at rubenreport.locals.com. And of course, it's kind of ironic, I am leaving California tomorrow, which is June 15th, to go to Florida, and tomorrow, June 15th, happens to be the day that Apparently, California is opening, although now they're saying that Gavin Newsom has given himself these emergency powers that he can basically close us at any time because this is a bananas place. Anyway, I'm looking forward to seeing you guys in hot and humid Florida. Four stories for you today. First off, the G7 is happening across the pond and Joe Biden is there and he's old and confused, but don't take my word for it, we're gonna show it to you. Then there's a uh, news channel called MSNBC. It's a propaganda network on your higher cable channels. I know most of you guys don't have it already or have it anymore. Uh, but there's this woman, Joy Reid, on there. She's a sort of a paranoid lunatic. Uh, and she defended Antifa in a very strange way. And then MSNBC selectively edited out the part that she did that when they put it online. So we're gonna show you that. Then uh, there's this guy, Robert Reich. I've mentioned him before. He is a former labor secretary, I believe, under Bill 
Clinton, and he's just become like sort of just like a crazed, like when you talk about like these crazed far left nutbags, these people who were once decent liberals, who maybe if you're conservative, you have some disagreements with, and oh, I wanna do a little more with the government, or I'm fighting for this, or like that kind of thing, but then has just devolved into sort of the worst kind of demagogue. Well, he put up a ridiculous, like just absolutely ridiculous video on Twitter over the weekend, claiming that conservatives and people on the right don't want anyone to learn about racism, uh, and that we don't wanna teach anyone critical race theory, but that's really just teaching anyone about racism. And it's like, no, that's not really the truth. So I'll unpack that. We've got a quote from Chris Rufo, who, as you know, is doing a bang-up job on exposing these frauds. And then speaking of frauds, Robin D'Angelo, who's one of the prime purveyors of critical race theory, uh, she gets about 30 grand a pop when she gives these speeches to guilty white people. Well, she just gave a speech, and we got some video from Carlin Borsenko, where she basically says she admits she's a racist, which is part of the whole critical race theory thing, that as a white person, you have to admit you're a racist. But she's talking to white people, talking about how she's a racist, and they're applauding for her. And I just thought it was worth talking about. But before we get to all that, guys, I'm super psyched to talk about my new sponsor. Uh, I just got off the phone with them, and these guys, they're just freaking fantastic, and I'm gonna show you something in just a sec. Uh, I'm really psyched to be welcoming Raise American as a new sponsor to the show, a company who raises the bar for premier organic grass-fed beef all over the country. For more than 15 years, Raise American has been honing its processes to provide lovers of beef the ultimate eating experience, from the feed to the cattle to the steak. Raise American raises the standard of what American organic beef ought to be. Raise American cattle come from humanely treated animals reared on small independent American farms, farms run by family farmers and ranchers adhering to some of the strictest animal welfare and sustainable farming protocols. Healthy cattle make healthy beef and no one knows that better than the team at Raise American. Raise American focuses on sustainability, which is why they work closely with these family farms to raise grass-fed organic cattle which spend most of their lives grazing pastures in the fresh open air grazing in a way that regenerates the soil instead of depleting it. Raise American is 100% organic, 100% grass-fed, 100% American. Go to raiseamerican.com right now to order and learn more. Good for you, good for our planet, good for America. And have you ever heard a sponsor that is more in line with me? I mean, you guys know, especially if you're following me on Locals, I'm cooking massive steaks, tomahawks, ribeyes, filet mignons, porterhouses, I love doing this. Well, they sent me the craziest box of meat. And guys, look at the size of the meat. Look at my meat, my meat is huge, okay? This is a huge, huge piece of delicious meat that I will be cooking for. I mean, I could feed, I could feed like, oh, this is probably like 20 people or something. This is a giant ribeye. I've got huge filet mignons. I'm psyched, guys, that is a big piece of meat. All right, let's do a show. Uh, Joe Biden is the president of the United States, and uh, he's an elderly man, he's 78 years old. He's oft confused, doesn't know where he is sometimes, and doesn't know what he's talking about. Well, I've got a video for you here at the G7, which uh, pretty much shows both those traits. Where um, we could work together with Russia. For example, uh, in, uh, in Libya, we should be opening up the the, the, the passes to be able to go through and provide uh, provide uh, um, food assistance and economic assi I mean vital assistance to uh, a population that's in real trouble I think I'm going to try very much hard to uh, it, it is and by the way there's places where 
I shouldn't be starting off and negotiating in public here, but let me say it this way. Russia has engaged in activities which are, we believe are contrary to international norms, but they have also um, uh, bitten off some real problems they're going to have trouble chewing on. And, for example, the rebuilding of, uh, of, uh, of Syria, of, uh, of Libya, of, you know, this is, they're there. And as long as they're there without the ability to bring about some order in the, in the region, and you can't do that very well without providing for the basic economic needs of people. So I'm hopeful that we can find an accommodation that where we can save the lives of people in, for example, in uh, in Libya. Uh. What? What? I mean, that rambling, meandering, uh, ah, uh, uh, uh. I should have prefaced this all by telling you guys, when he keeps saying Libya there, he's talking about Syria. Now I get it, you could confuse Libya and Syria. And by the way, we did do uh, uh, what President Barack Obama called a kinetic military action in Libya. Remember when we basically dethroned Libya, right? We just completely upended the entire country. Uh, that was under Barack Obama. We didn't get congressional authorization for that either. Uh, remember that Gaddafi guy, he's gone now, and Libya, in essence, is just a failed state, but nobody talks about that. Anyway, I'm not really showing you this video because Biden got Libya and Syria confused. That's not really it. It's more the uh, 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 the clear that he doesn't know what's going on. And I have some sympathy for a 78-year-old man that is being dragged all over the country and everyone knows something's wrong with him. So I'm not doing this on the glib side of, oh, Biden is whatever he is. This is, if you think other world leaders are watching that or listening to that and thinking the United States in, is in good shape, I mean, to quote Joe Biden, come on, man. Like, that's not it. Like, there are many videos. There were a couple others from the weekend where he's just like puttering off at one point and the media is trying to ask him questions. And Jill, and he's like, you can watch the way he walks. He's like shuffling his feet like an, like an old man at Shady Pines. And then the media starts yelling questions and then Jill grabs him. No, 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 not now. And then they just pull him away. And he also does this other thing where he's like, you know, uh, oh, I shouldn't say this or they don't want me to say this or I shouldn't give away our secrets now. But he can't control himself, which seemingly is one of of the symptoms of dementia or some early situation. This is not because, I'm not saying this because he's a Democrat. I'm not saying this to be dick, a dick. I'm not saying this to be anything other than if Joe Biden is the president of the United States, well then he's the guy flying the plane and I want the guy that's flying the plane to be competent, whether he was the captain of the plane that I chose or not. And if you think that there's anyone in the world that is looking at America right now and thinks that America is strong or that that man is competent, like our leaders, our, our leaders are failing us. Our leaders are failing us. If he's the top leader, well then there's a whole other bunch of leaders and whether they're in the media or whether they're academic or whether they're political leaders, they're failing us because what in the world is that? Although the people of Libya are probably happy to hear that they got a shout out even accidentally because they're like, yeah, it would be nice. You know, things aren't going so well here. You got rid of Gaddafi. He wasn't a great guy. Someone literally stuck a knife up his ass. Did you guys see that video when the, when the country was collapsing? It's true. They chased him down the street and someone, that's how they killed him. Um, <laughs> you know, it's seemingly the right way to go for him. But the point is that like what's happened, we, we toppled that country 
Um, and I assume the people of Libya are happy to hear, even accidentally, that we're talking about them. All right, let's talk about MSNBC. I, I know nobody's really watching this channel, but I think it's important to highlight the nonsense that the media puts out there, because that way when you talk to your Blue Anon friends who think that Antifa is just an idea, or who think that America was about to be toppled on January 6th, or whatever their conspiracy of the day is, you, you are armed with some information. You can go, oh, but you know, the people that you watch are actually crazy people, or even their own networks edit them because of some of the nonsense that they uh, spout. So anyway, this is Joy Reid's show, uh, and you're gonna see the full thing here. You're gonna see the unedited clip that was played live on MSNBC talking about Antifa, and then she offers up a very bizarre conspiracy theory, uh, and then we'll make note of, how, of what exactly they edited out when they uploaded it to the internet. Yeah, and, and Angela completely anticipated my question that I was going to have to you, Clint Watts, and I think we've set this up perfectly, because that's the question that I have as well. Because before any of this took place, um, if and let's just listen to Louis Gomer, and if, he, if he's claiming that he was being told by Capitol Police officers that there was going to be this influx of Antifa, who they've claimed were basically the devil, they're just anti-fascist, they don't really show up anywhere. If we're seeing in some of these cases um, where Proud Boys and, and et cetera are saying that they anticipated that Antifa would come and fight them, that Black Lives Matter supporters would come and fight them so that Donald Trump could then impose the Insurrection Act and they could act as the militia. We're seeing that in some of the cases. Okay, so first off, I wanna read the craziest part of the quote before I tell you what MSNBC cut there. Antifa, they're just anti-fascist. They don't really show up anywhere. Lady, you gotta screw loose. Okay, that's the nicest way I can put it because they're burning down Portland and Seattle and they've destroyed parts of Los Angeles and San Francisco and New York City is becoming dangerous and many other blue cities. But when the president tells you that Antifa is just an idea and then this woman says, they don't really show up anywhere because these people literally have blue goggles over their eyes apparently. Well, Gateway Pundit found out that MSNBC didn't want everybody to hear Joy's crazy conspiracy theory. Uh, this is direct from The Gateway Pundit. MSNBC appears to have stealthily edited a crazy rant from Joy Reid in which she spouted a bizarre conspiracy theory and defended Antifa, saying they don't really show up anywhere. The portion of the discussion is mysteriously not included in the segment that MSNBC uploaded online, but has been obtained by The Gateway Pundit. That's what we just showed you. The timestamp was also removed from the bottom right corner of the screen of their upload, possibly to cover up the edit, it is present in the original clip. In the original version, Reed is discussing her bizarre conspiracy theory that Capitol protesters believe they would be fighting Antifa and Black Lives Matter so that President Donald Trump could impose the Insurrection Act and remain in office. So I, the reason I wanted to do this was A, just to shed more light on just the inability it's not even inability, the, the direct and blatant lies that these people say when they're talking about Antifa. So it's not the inability for them to cover Antifa properly. They actually obfuscate and, and purposely don't want you to see certain violence because they want you to see other violence. But then she went on this crazy rant, this sort of made up rant about that they were gonna have to fight the Proud Boys there and then Trump would use the insurrection. 
it's just all made up nonsense and we know about all the nonsense that these people make up constantly. So it's like, if you got a cousin that's watching MSNBC, it's like, that's like pretty much dealing with someone in a mental institution. And I don't know what the best way to do that is. Like, do you need to you know, meet them for coffee once a week, slightly drug the coffee, and then, and then you can get them out over a course of months? Don't please don't quote me on that. That's not you shouldn't be drugging your blue anon cousin from the mental institution. Oh, there's the there's the clip for media matters. Have at it, guys. Um, anyway, when I talk about lie laundering, this is exactly what lie laundering is. You get an MSNBC host telling you that what you can see doesn't exist, meaning Antifa burning things down, and then what didn't happen is really the important thing, meaning that. Proud Boys were gonna show up and that Trump then would use the fighting for the Insurrection Act. That's a thing that did not happen, but that's what she's really focused on as opposed to the things that do happen. And even the executives at Bananas MSNBC thought that was too crazy to air, which is why they cut it, changed the timestamp and everything else, which is just so consistent which how, which, with which the uh, mainstream media and corporate press works. Okay, let's talk about this guy, Robert Reich. So, you know, I don't tweet on the weekends. I don't tweet on the weekends. Thus, when I come back on Monday mornings and I'm catching up on things, it's just like a three-day flood, basically, because I try to end the day, you know, midday Friday, so I get like half a Friday. Uh, you know, I'm still working, but like, you know, just not on Twitter. Half a Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Get back on Monday morning, and it's just like a two and a half day flood of insanity that I get to see that I missed over the weekend. And by the way, I highly recommend that you guys do the no Twitter or, or no social media or limit it in some way on the weekend thing. Try one little thing. I mean, I recommend this in the book, but like try one little thing, which is at least don't even, don't bring your phone into your room on the weekends. How about that much? Like don't wake up with the first thing that you see in the morning about the news or the craziness, and of course the last thing that in the previous night, the news and, and the general state of craziness. Anyway, on Mondays, the flood just starts again. So this is video posted on Twitter of Robert Reich. He's the former labor secretary under Bill Clinton, and he was sort of a Clinton Democrat. This is what I would call a moderate liberal 20 years ago, which is probably very similar to what I was 20 years ago. And unfortunately, because progressivism is a mind virus, as you know, it gets into the system. So it gets into a guy like this who was once a decent liberal. The liberals, because they don't believe in some sort of outer truth, the, the, the virus in essence just gets in them, destroys all their faculties, and then they just say nonsense and endless lies, much like Joy Reid in the clip that we just showed. So this is Robert Reich uh, talking about critical race theory, but really, really, really listen to what he says, and then we will unpack it after. But just listen to his words, and you tell me, does his words match up with what you know critical race theory to be? The so-called party of free speech is now going after academic freedom. A host of Republican-controlled states have passed or are gearing up to pass bills that ban teaching the role race has played in the history of American politics, policy, and law. Conservatives lob the term critical race theory against the nation's tragic racial history they don't want students to know, calling it indoctrination or brainwashing. Well, as an educator, I can tell you that the real indoctrination and brainwashing is in leaving out this history and only teaching children the myths that we've always been a perfect country, always lived up to our ideals, and there's no need to reckon with our past. That's Robert Reich, I'll say this directly to you and we'll post it on the Twitter. 
You're a liar and a buffoon and a fraud. No Republicans are saying don't teach our racial history. We do teach our racial history. I think some people could argue at a disproportionate level, we teach our racial history in all of our public schools and certainly all of our private schools. It's taught everywhere. No one's saying don't teach racial history. No one's saying don't teach an honest assessment of the history of the United States, including racial issues. People are saying don't put race, race essentialism into the schools. Don't teach children that they are born racist and to see everything through a racial lens and that things like showing up on time and hard work are tools of being white. That is actually kind of racist. But you can't even honestly assess what the other people are saying. I'm taking your words for what they are and showing you that it's nonsense. You are saying nobody want, that the Republicans don't want people to be taught about race or an honest assessment of history. That is a complete lie. You are a liar, but don't just take my word for it. Chris Rufo, who as you guys know, is one of the leading legal experts fighting critical race theory in all of these states. He's one of the guys that are getting these states to push out the ideas of critical race theory. Not to say you can't teach about racism and slavery, which we all learned in high school. Did anyone not learn in junior high and high school about, about racism, about slavery? Everyone did. No one's saying you can't learn about that. That's what these idiots are claiming we're saying, but it's not true. But Chris Rufo, who has brought many of these lawsuits to say you just can't indoctrinate children and, and tell children that they're guilty over the color of their skin, which of course they are not guilty over the color of their skin. Uh, well, Rufo replied to Robert Reich. He said, I used to respect you, but this is a flat out lie. None of the bills limiting teaching, uh, none of the bills limit teaching about racism. They prohibit teachers from being racist by promoting race essentialism, collective guilt, and racial superiority theory to students. Your lie is transparent and pathetic. And yes, that is completely right. Everything Robert Reich said there is a lie, okay? Absolute lie. Note he didn't quote anything from any of the laws that are trying to be passed in these states. He just said his idea of it, right? And this is what they do with everything. This is how progressives win. They say these vague things that sort of kind of sound right. No, and then the average person who's trying to live their life is like, oh my God, the conservatives don't want people to learn about race. They must be such racists. And then of course it's absolutely not True, and, and by the way, this isn't the first time that Robert Reich has done this. Uh, watch this video that he put up on PragerU, this is from like a month or two ago. Uh, criticize, he put this up on Twitter, criticizing PragerU. PragerU is the most insidious outfit advancing the right's online agenda, and that's saying something. It's five minute videos, which have collected nearly five billion views, couch typical Republican dog whistles and outright misinformation with titles like The Myth of Voter Suppression. They serve as a gateway to the more overt right-wing content pushed by the likes of Ben Shapiro and Steven Crowder. PragerU pushes its videos into schools. Over 6,000 teachers and parents have signed up so far. And social media's algorithms amplify all this misinformation. When PragerU's videos are assigned by teachers for students to watch at home, more right-wing content comes up for kids on social media and YouTube. And it's spreading around the world. Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu even used one of PragerU's videos to justify the actions of the Israeli military. Backed by fracking billionaires Dan and Paris Wilkes and other right-wing billionaires, 
PragerU deploys a $25 million a year budget with, with ads targeting young people with right-wing propaganda. Schools, the internet, and now even far-right leaders abroad. This organization is advancing its right-wing ideology everywhere. So the next time you see these videos, know the truth about who's really behind them. Uh, the next time you see this guy on video, know the truth of what a douchebag he is. I mean, notice he didn't have any specific critique. It's all these vague generalities about what PragerU does, just like the vague generalities about what critical race theory does. So what did he say there? Typical dog whistles. And then he shows some titles of videos. He doesn't critique any of the ideas in the videos, but the dog whistles are the titles. Okay, well, do you want to criticize any of the ideas around voter fraud or anything else? No, you didn't want to do that because that's not the bumper sticker thing. Got it right. Uh, and then uh, this is this is <laughs> very, very scary. Do you guys realize that these five-minute animated videos are a gateway to Orthodox Jew yarmulke-wearing Ben Shapiro? You get it? He could... Blah. Next thing you know, you'll be eating hala on Friday, okay? I mean, it's just... And that Steven Crowder guy. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You start watching PragerU. I mean, where's the shout-out? I mean, I guess that's what this is really about. It's like, Reich, I've got three of, I think, the top 20 PragerU videos in terms of views. It's like, I've radicalized people. Come on, man. Give me a little credit over here. Uh, and then, of course, Netanyahu used a video to defend Israel. Now, again, you didn't criticize any of the ideas in the video, but this is what progressives do with everything. That is a paranoid lunatic who should probably seek mental help. Like, I don't know, I honestly don't know how to describe it anymore than this. Like, when you see someone like Joy Reid, who is, will not tell you that Antifa is burning down cities, when you see people like this man who are completely delusional, it's just this idea, and then you're gonna watch this, and next thing you know, you're watching Ben Shapiro, before you know it, you're a white supremacist from an Orthodox Jew. It's all so stupid, but they, they keep making these videos. So, <laughs> All I guess we can do is expose these people over and over. I should show you my response when he originally put out that tweet. I responded when he put out that video about PragerU. I said, I don't normally share these nonsensical things, but check this LOL-worthy hysteria by another paranoid authoritarian woke loon. Ben Shapiro is scary, and Steven Crowder believes in limited government. We'll discuss further at our evil right-wing dinner tomorrow, Dennis Prager. And it's true, I had Dennis Prager over for dinner a couple weeks ago uh, with about 20 other people. Nobody was radicalized as far as I could tell, uh, although he did smoke cigars at the end and I was radical, my clothes stunk. So after, I was slightly radicalized after, because I was like, I can't sit next to people with cigar smoke, it's, it's gross. Anyway, these people, they're just ridiculous. Like these are not serious people, but think about it. That man was the labor secretary under Bill Clinton. And, and it gets to what I said earlier, this thing about what happened to the good liberals? What happened to these people who were somewhat sane? And this is why you got to admire the parasite that is wokeism. You got to admire something that can completely rot the brain of somewhat otherwise sensible people. It's just absolutely extraordinary. And speaking of rotting of the brain, uh, let's talk about Robin DeAngelo. She is one of the premier pushers of critical race theory and that everything in America is based in white supremacy and that we're all racist and evil and all of this other absolute drivel nonsense. And of course, she herself is white and you're not gonna believe this, guys. She's made a tremendous amount of money telling white people that they're racist. She gets 30 grand a pop for a speech. 
I've given a lot of speeches in my day. I've never got 30 grand. So actually, maybe I just need a better agent. Uh, or I need, I need to talk, start talking to guilty white people. I talk to people regardless of the color of their skin, and it is what it is. Anyway, uh, this video is from uh, my friend Carlin Borsenko. She got video of Robin DeAngelo uh, talking. Uh, this is 2018 at a Seattle public library, a white woman talking to white progressives about how racist she and all of them are. So um, I'm pretty sure I'm speaking to a room filled with white progressives. <laughs> when I do a caucus group or something and the white people are afraid I might think they're racist. <laughs> I think you're racist. <laughs> I do. I, I think I am too. White progressives can be the most difficult for people of color. White progressives do indeed uphold and perpetrate racism. When I first applied to be that diversity trainer back in the early 90s, I, I thought, well, of course I'm qualified to lead uh, discussions on racism. I'm a vegetarian. And, and, and let me just say that, you know, I love Seattle and everything I learned about white fragility, I learned here working with white progressives. <laughs> so, uh, and this of course is the first thing that tends to trigger white fragility, generalizing about white people. I, I know white people really well. I'm, oh, I don't actually think uh, young people today are less racist. In fact, uh, they're getting worse. So I'm, gonna, I'm just going to put it right out here. As a result of being born and raised as a white person in this culture, I have a racist worldview. I have deep racist biases. I have developed racist patterns. Lady, get help. <laughs> I mean, Jesus, you've got a lot of problems. I'm not racist. I don't care about the color of anyone's skin. I want everybody to be treated equally. You obviously are racist. Your entire worldview, your entire ethos is a guilt around your own skin color and then projecting that guilt onto other sort of pathetic white liberals. And this is the biggest mind virus eating Western society in 2020, in modern times. She's bananas. That, I, I'm sorry. Look, we've done four stories today. I talked about Biden. He's got issues. That's pretty obvious. Joy Reid, she's a mental case. Uh, uh, who was the other one? Oh, Robert Reich. I mean, this guy's got problems. And then this one. But do you see what happens? It's all because these were once decent people. These were Joe Biden was once a decent guy. He really was a long time ago. And now he's, he's compromised and marginalized for many other reasons. Joy Reid, I, well, I, say, I can't say that she was once decent. I don't know enough about her. Actually, if you go back, like 10 years ago, she had a lot of very, very anti-gay writing and, and a bunch of really radical stuff. So I can't say she was once decent, but Reich was once kinda halfway decent. And this D'Angelo woman, I don't know, was she always racist? Were her parents racist? Were her grandparents racist? She would argue, yes. She would argue that by the color of their skin, they were all racist. But these people who, as Gad said, says, are just self-flagellating all the time and whipping themselves and I'm so, and the way the audience laughs, I'm a white racist. You're a white racist. <laughs> what a world, people. What a world. Um, all right. I'm heading to uh, Florida tomorrow. So actually, right after this, we are uh, taping a Q&A 
for tomorrow, so that way you get a show tomorrow. So if you want to submit a question, you can do that right now at rubenreport.locals.com. Uh, we just put up part one. I did a mini interview, a 20-minute interview with Chelsea Mitchell. This girl is a track star, track uh, high school and college track star in Connecticut, and you're not gonna believe this. Suddenly they started letting biological boys into all of the track events that she was part of, and the boys were beating all the girls. Yes, these were boys who had transitioned to become girls, and the boys were all winning, so I talked to her and her lawyer because uh, they wrote a piece in USA Today, and then USA Today kind of threw them under the bus. It's re really, really interesting, and just like a really interesting vignette related to everything going on in the world. Uh, yes, I will be doing a locals meetup in Miami. Uh, we're gonna either do that on Wednesday or Friday. I've got something on Thursday, so we'll figure that out, and you know, I, I've. I just checked the weather in Miami this week. It's gonna be very hot and humid, so the hair is gonna be a little bit lower due to the humidity, and I apologize in advance. Uh, and then we will not have live shows for the rest of the week, but we've got a bunch of interviews going up and all sorts of good stuff. Anyway, I hope this was a, was a good start to your week. As you can see, I've got a big piece of meat. I'm dealing with a lot of crazy people, close to finishing my book. My editor hasn't you know, watched Star Wars. I got a lot of stuff to think about. Anyway, enjoy the rest of the day. I'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Be sure to subscribe and rate this podcast. And don't forget, you can watch my direct messages live on Blaze TV and YouTube every weekday at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern. And of course, if you want to connect with me personally and get early access to my sit-down interviews, join rubinreport.locals.com.